Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 74 of season two. And we looked yesterday at the betrayal of Jesus by Judas. And what I was a little bit stuck on today was why the 30 pieces of silver? So that's in Matthew chapter 26, verses 14 through 16. Let me read that. And this is the question we're going to get at is, what was Judas's price, which is an easier question, and then what's the price of Jesus? What is what is the value of Jesus's life? What's the monetary value of the life of Jesus? And Judas at first gets this wrong, but I think then in the end, he kind of gets it right, which is pretty impressive. So why the 30 pieces of silver? What does that mean? So Matthew 26, verse 14, Then one of the twelve, whose name was Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me if I deliver him over to you? Kind of asking the question of, like, is this going to be enough for me, Judas? And they paid him 30 pieces of silver. And from that moment on, he sought an opportunity to betray him. So why did Judas... Uh, except the 30 pieces of silver. That apparently was enough for him. We know that he was a thief. We know that he held the money bag. We know that he helped himself with uh, stuff from the money ba- money bag. We know that he complained when, the, when Mary put uh, a whole year's worth of wages onto Jesus's head and feet with the perfume because he wanted to steal some of it. So that's Judas's price is 30 prices, 30 pieces of silver, which is about uh, maybe seven and a half thousand dollars or maybe ten thousand dollars in today's wages. So why that amount? Well, it's an Old Testament amount, and it's from uh, Exodus chapter 21 verse 32, and the the amount is a sign of what is the lowest of f- financial value to a human life, and that is if you're if an ox from your house goes over and gores a slave from a neighboring house, what would be the recompense for that uh, slave, that slave's life? And that is 30 pieces of silver. So it is a sign of disrespect, if you will, from the Pharisees and the chief priests saying, we're going to value Jesus's life in the lowest uh, common denominator that we can, the lowest monetary value for a human life. And so Jesus's life was first valued as a slave. So if you go to Matthew 27, though, we find out that it's just, it's more than that. So after Judas sort of gets a little bit of awakening, he comes back to the uh, chief priests and he brings back the 30 pieces of silver. So this is in Matthew tw- chapter 27, verse 3. He says, I've sinned, I've betrayed him innocent blood. He brings back the 30 pieces of silver, and he throws the money into the temple. And this is a big deal because this is the reference that gets us back to the Old Testament. And we find in verse 9, 27, 9 from Matthew, then it was fulfilled that what had been spoken by the prophet Jeremiah saying, and they took the 30 pieces of silver, the price of him on whom a price had been set by some of the sons of Israel, and they gave them for a potter's field as the Lord directed me. So in Matthew 27, we find out that this price, this 30 pieces of silver, is not just a disrespectful lowest common denominator 
amount of money. We find out that the 30 pieces of silver and the actions that happened around the 30 pieces of silver, we find out that it's a prophecy. It's a prophecy that was fulfilled. Judas fulfills a prophecy. And that was represented back in Zechariah chapter 11, verses 11 through 13. And Zechariah basically says, pay me my wages. So guess how much they pay him? They pay him 30 pieces of silver. And the Lord says, essentially, that's not enough. That's a misvaluation of the prophet of God. Take that money and throw it into the temple where there's this potter. And so Zechariah says, takes that money and throws it into the temple, which sounds an awful lot like what Judas did in Matthew chapter 27 when Judas throws the money into the temple. As he reevaluates the value of Jesus, he finds that Judas uh, comes to the realization, the light bulb goes on in Judas's head, is that the amount that Judas got paid for Jesus, 30 pieces of silver, it wasn't enough. It wasn't an appropriate valuation of Jesus. So he comes back, Judas comes back, Matthew chapter 27, and throws the money back into the temple. So Judas does this reevaluation and and notes that there's been this inadequate valuation. So this was done first by Zechariah, but the crazy thing is, is that it's not quoted in Zechariah 27, in uh, Matthew chapter 27, verse 9. It's not quoted as the prophet Zechariah. It's quoted as the pop prophet Jeremiah. Well, there's a parallel passage in Jeremiah chapter 19, and that more describes the era in which the event that Zechariah did, the, the throwing back of the money, the era is described in Jeremiah chapter 19. So that was an era where uh, Israel basically rejects the Lord's prophet, that it's going to be a time of judgment and difficulty for for Israel. And I'll just summarize in Jeremiah chapter 19, verse 15. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I am bringing upon the city, Jerusalem, and upon all its towns, all the disaster that I have pronounced against it, because they have stiffened their neck, refusing to hear my words, which is exactly what Israel had been doing with Jesus. So what starts out as the price of a slave and an acceptable price to Judas turns out to be not just a disrespectful amount of money, but it turns out to be a a uh, recollection of a prophecy that goes back to, the, to Zechariah, where he was valued as a prophet inadequately. Those wages were thrown back into the temple. Similarly, Jesus, in an era where the people were stiff-necked and rejecting the prophet, Jesus was also misvalued, misvalued by Judas, misvalued by the uh, authorities, the scribes, and the chief priests. The money was thrown back into the temple, both in Zechariah's time and in Jesus's time, as Judas reevaluated Jesus. And it represents this time, this era of a, of, uh, a time when people were rejecting Jesus. So that's why 
is thirty pieces of silver.